0: Hello, I'm attorney Paul Oyland from Afford Law. At Afford Law, we practice criminal and family law throughout Massachusetts. All of our fees are based on a sliding scale, which is based on your income. That means the less you make, the less you pay. Today, we want to discuss probation violations in Massachusetts. What is a probation violation? Well, first of all, um, if you're on probation, that's because you took you, you had a criminal case earlier. Uh, you either took it to trial and lost, or you pled out uh, uh, short of trial. In any case, you were placed on probation. Now, that could have been probation uh, with a continuation without a finding, a coif. It could be a guilty probation, or it could be a suspended sentence. In any case, you're on probation for a period of time, and you have certain conditions while you're on probation. Being on probation is not the same as not being on probation, obviously. It's called conditional liberty. Uh, your liberty is your freedom. So that just means that you have your freedom. You're not in jail. You're not uh, under arrest. Uh, you're not incarcerated. However, you, you're not a totally free person either. You have certain conditions that you must meet uh, while you're on probation. So first of all, every probation uh Every probationer uh, is told that they can't not, cannot get rearrested on any new charges If you get charged with a new crime, uh, you could very well be in a violation of your probation even if there are no other conditions, that condition is is standard to every, anyone that's on probation. Secondly, there could be specific conditions that you have uh, as a result of your plea or your uh, sentence after trial. Typically, the most common ones are to stay away, have no contact with the alleged victim. Perhaps uh, it's uh, remain drug and alcohol free with random screens. Perhaps you have to attend and complete certain classes or programs or uh, mental health treatment, or there could be any number of things. Restitution is another one. In any case, those are specific to your case uh, and you have to do those things. So uh, what happens is if if your probation officer feels that you have violated any of the conditions of your probation, he or she will bring you forward before the court to answer to those basically those charges so if it's a, if it's a new charge you've picked up that's considered a substantive violation of probation uh, and if it's something other than that it's it's uh, a more technical violation which is still a serious matter but not quite as serious uh, as a new, uh, picking up a new charge so what happens is you're told to, to be in court on a certain day and you will be presented as a probation violator <clears throat> At that time, um, a uh, probation violation hearing will be set up. It will be scheduled sometime in the future. One of the big questions at that time is going to be, are you going to be held in detention while you're waiting for that final hearing, or will you simply be released and told to return on, on a certain date for that violation hearing? In any case, when you come back for the violation hearing, the, uh, you have the absolute right to a violation hearing, to a full hearing. And that means that the probation department has the burden of proof uh, to show the judge more likely than not that you are in uh, violation of your conditions of probation. And that standard of more likely than not is a very low standard. It's it's uh, like 51% uh, to 49%. So the judge is convinced, more likely than not, you you did whatever the probation department is accusing you of doing, or perhaps not doing. When I say not doing, that means you've been ordered to take a class, for instance, and you haven't taken that class. So that would be uh, an example of not doing what you're supposed to be doing. At the violation hearing the probation officer has to put on uh, evidence sometimes with the help of the assistant district attorney who's in the courtroom Uh, in any case um, it's a fairly uh, straightforward uh, matter oftentimes it's what's called on the papers so the probation department will um, simply uh, put forward the uh, any documentation that you haven't completed your program or you're in violation Uh, you know you, you tested positive for drugs or alcohol or whatever the case may be or They could be calling witnesses uh, such as an arresting officer. If you did pick up a new charge, the arresting officer on the new charge is typically brought in uh, to testify to say, yes, that's the person that I arrested. Yes, it was the uh, arrested for whatever it is, a breaking and entering charge or whatever the new charge is uh, in order to convince the judge. Your attorney has the opportunity to cross-examine any witnesses that they bring in, uh, has a right has the opportunity to object to any uh, documentary evidence coming in, uh, if there's any grounds to do so, and your attorney has the opportunity to present a case on your behalf. You can call witnesses if you want. You can present uh, documentary evidence or photographs or whatever it might be uh, in, in your defense of your probation violation hearing, and you can testify on your own behalf if you chose to do so But of course you can't be forced to, that's your Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination. In any case, the uh, the probation violation hearing is a two-step process. So that's the first step, Uh, is the hearing itself for the judge to determine yes or no, there was a violation. Oftentimes, people don't take it to a full hearing. They waive their hearing uh, because they uh, basically the probation uh, probation department has you dead to rights. That just means there's no way you really, no feasible way that you're going to be able to disprove what the probation department is um, is saying about you. From a tactical point of view, you also may want to uh, waive the hearing so that they don't put on evidence and testimony. In particular, if the person that they're calling their testimony would be particularly harmful to you. So let's say you picked up a new charge and it's a, a an alleged crime of violence, a domestic violence or, or any kind, an assault and battery case. That person comes in and they, you know, make, make you out to be a terrible person. Uh, and, you know, they go into details about how you, uh, you know, they claim that you assaulted and uh, beat them and these are your injuries and so forth. Uh, that's going to weigh a lot heavier in the judge's mind than simply waiving your, uh, your right to the hearing, just admitting that you've been charged with a new case. You're not admitting to the underlying facts, just that you've been charged with the, with the case. So you can have a hearing or not. That's something that you need to discuss with your attorney. The second phase is okay now if there's a if there's no violation found, if you take it to a hearing, and there's no violation found, okay, that's it. The judge doesn't go any further the case that case is over if a If a violation is found, the next question is going to be, okay, so what do we do about that now? What are the consequences?" Some of the consequences depend on what type of uh, sentence you're on. As I said, if you have a continuation without a finding, um, if you are guilty with straight probation or guilty with a suspended sentence. Um, sometimes if it's a minor violation and it's your first violation, uh, oftentimes uh, you can be continued on the same uh, conditions of probation. The judge will admonish you, which means basically give you a stern warning that he's, he or she is cutting you a break and not to do it anything again because second time on a violation uh, is going to be much more serious, and it, and it is. Um, and they could continue you on the same conditions. They could add conditions to your probation. They could extend your probation. Those are some of the lower um, ranking uh, consequences as far as a violation goes. Uh, worse than that, obviously, <clears throat> is if you have a continuation without a finding, a coif, they can uh, convert that coif to a guilty. Now, if you, uh, if you had a coif originally, that's not a conviction. If they convert it to a guilty, that is a conviction. Now you have a conviction on your on your record. And if the underlying charge that you're on probation for is a felony, now you're a convicted felon. So ha, certainly serious consequences uh, stem from that. Um, if you have another, uh, one of the big distinctions is if you're on a suspended sentence rather than straight probation, a suspended sentence is uh, at the time of the sentencing, the judge says, I'm going to send you to the House of Corrections for a period of time. But I'm going to suspend that so you don't have to actually go, but you're going to be on probation and that sentence is sort of hanging over your head for that period of probation. Now, if you're found to be in violation of your probation on a suspended sentence and the judge is inclined to give you any time at all, any committed time, so he he or she wants to send you to jail for a period of time, they have no discretion. They have to give you the full amount of the suspended time that's hanging over your head. So as an example, let's say that you're on probation uh, on a suspended sentence for, uh, and you have one year hanging. You pick up a new charge, you come in for your violation hearing and and a violation is found. And the judge thinks that's a pretty serious violation and your record's bad or whatever it might be. I think that person deserves to be committed for a period of time. He or she can't give you 30 days, 60 days, six months. They can only give you with the time that you have hanging, in this example, one year. So a suspended sentence is a, is very much a, a, much more serious situation, uh, with a lot more jeopardy than a straight probation. Straight probation gives the judge a lot more discretion about what they want to do and how they want to handle the case. So probation violations, very, very important. Um, it's very important while you're on probation to stay on the straight and narrow, don't get any new charges, uh, complete whatever conditions you have, uh, get the case closed behind you and, and, and move on with your life. If you are presented as a probation violator, definitely get an attorney um, it's a lot easier for the government to put you in jail uh, as a result of a probation violation than it is on the original case mostly because at, on the uh, any new cases the commonwealth has the burden of proof beyond a reasonable doubt which is a much higher standard than a preponderance of the evidence and that's what we're talking about here more likely than not so at afford law we do practice criminal and family law throughout massachusetts Our fees are all based on a sliding scale based on your income. So that means the less you make, the less you have to pay. Please feel free to visit us at affordlaw.org. We have a lot of uh, resources there for you. While you're there, please feel free to call or... um, Book a free virtual appointment with me. I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have about your particular case, uh, be it a criminal law case or a family law case. Uh, that's, a, that's a free consultation from the comfort of your own home. Thanks to our friends from Zoom. Uh, so keep, keep in mind that at Afford Law, we're making justice affordable. Thanks very much.